Alphabet Flight and Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests and talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is a big, burly colossus, Daniel Nah. Hey, Jesse, here's, uh, I managed to score you a couple of tickets. Thank you so much. D- don't you want to know what, what those tickets are for? Sure. Sure, what are they? This gun show! <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about It, the Living Colossus. I thought it was a clown. Um, it is not a clown. Are you sure? Yeah, I, I'm, I look, I, it's not a clown. I'm pretty sure it's a clown. It lives in, like, New England, eats children, ringing any bells? No. Hmm. No, none at all. Could have so, sworn. So, um, if you were to make a character that's not a clown, uh, called it, what would it be? Uh, I mean, I guess, like, the swamp thing is kind of like an it. Probably, like, the swamp thing. Or maybe a clown. I'm still really hung up on this clown thing. I really feel like... Well, does this look like a clown to you? Oh, that's um, that's just a putty from Power Rangers, but extremely buff. Yeah, also really tall. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I can't... A... There's, there's no scale comparison in that image, but I'll well, take your word on that. Well, you could, you could tell because of his wide stance and long legs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's a putty, basically. Uh, just imagine a, a person who is gray. And I mean, imagine wearing... imagine Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but covered in gray paint, and that's basically yeah. what we're working with. You think, okay, this is a gray, this is a gray person, mm-hmm. and it's called it. Mm-hmm. What's its real name? Oh boy, um. There's like a 50-50 that it was just like a normal guy from New York named like John Brickman or something, or he's like a cosmic entity from the beginning of time. Um, no, his name is Ryan, uh, sorry, Robert O'Brien. See, I was close. Yeah, uh, well, really, his, his name has nothing to do with it or Colossuses, but, you know, close enough. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, I so- forgot, we're not in DC, we're <laughs> Ed Nigma. And Arthur Talkman. Yes. <laughs> Dumb. So, uh, so his occupation. Construction worker. No, special effects designer. Okay, that's fair. Um, his name is uh, no one has his name in his mouth, so is he secret? He's real secret. Everyone's just like, who's that? Who's that walking around? And it was just like, oh, that I don't know that person. Yep. Uh, then we also have, uh, he also has no criminal record in the city of the United States. And, uh, other alias, the Living Colossus. You just take away the it. Jesse, is this just a guy? Is this uh, just a man? Have you just brought me a man today? Uh, no, not really. There's more to him. Uh, so. Place of birth, human. Excuse me? Place of birth, human. I look mm. as I look into the crab and raise my eyebrows. Mm. Uh, Los Angeles, California. Oh. Okay. Okay. Place of creation. Is it also Los Angeles, California? No. 
Boris Pe- uh, Petrisky uh, uh, studio clo- uh, close to Moscow in the USSR. Oh, okay. And Place of Destruction. Statue. I got no idea. Statue? Statue. Well, that's what he he is a statue. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. That's not really but, a place. That's a form. But no, 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 no. That's the, that's the thing. He's a statue. He didn't die as a human. We have to okay. know this. Okay. Um, Los Angeles. So, oh, so really, if right. you think he about it, home. you know, you know, he returned home. Hmm. Uh, marital status: married. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, his his known relative, Diane Cummings, his wife. Hmm. He got wifed up before. Turning sure, into a statue, sure. or he got wifed up after turning into a statue. Either one of those. I think I know. I think I know women who would be okay with both. Yeah, man. I've been rewatching Gargoyles. Uh, that Eliza, Eliza's a uh, real horny for them statue, st- statue monsters. Yeah. Uh, and he worked in Delonzi Studios, Los Angeles. Which, if you listen to my. Enforcer episode and Scourge episode. You would know a lot about Delonzi Studios. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, so he first appeared in Stri- uh, Tales of Suspense, issue number 14, in February 1961. And there is Cover Piece Theater. Ooh. Cover Piece Theater. And this was before, uh, this was, uh, this was, like, around the time they stopped doing, uh, a lot of monster stuff. Gotcha. Because of the comic code stuff. Gotcha. Like, there's still comic codes, but they eventually switched over to doing superhero stuff with Tales of Suspense. Mm. So, to set the scene, first off, you have no, like, Marvel stuff on here, because I think <laughs> at this point, it would have been they were still kind of setting up and making a name for themselves. Mm. Um, so it's it's tells a suspense, and it's uh, and it was created in 1961, and it was called "I Created the Colossus." And to set the scene, we have um, I don't know. This is like this big red thing kind of coming out of a. Yeah, it's just a big old man. A big old uh, man coming rem- out of, like maybe building? reminiscent of the uh of the Jewish golem. Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, possibly. Uh looks like a apartment complex, complex maybe. Yeah, like it, it's too big to be a, it's too big to be like a single house mm-hmm. cuz it's not like fancy. Mm-hmm. Um or anything. But uh I'm going to assume we're we're in um we're in Russia. Yep. Uh, um, based on the origin story you gave me that yeah yeah so uh so we have this uh, russian person who is uh fleeing uh with a bunch of other russian people and uh what 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 what, what is it uh see i was gonna shoot for a uh, russian accent but i don't think i know how to say any of these words with a russian accent <laughs> <laughs> you could try uh, I'll try. Let, let me get some word. Let me get some Russian words out there to, to kind of get in, get in the space. Hello, comrade. Comrade. Oh no, this is not gonna end well. All right, here we go. <clears throat> nope. No, I don't got it. I tried. I, I okay. opened my throat. Okay. And it, uh, go, go, go for uh, South African. 
What in the world? <laughs> oh, now you uh, have to do an accent. What? What? Okay, Australian. New Zealand. Uh, boy, I'm already like not good at accents, and this is you have uh, the, the pressure, the, the flames. <laughs> uh. Uh. Mm. Okay, you love making fun of British people. Do it here, mocking British. Folk. Yeah, I can do a mocking British because that's like intentionally bad. On top of me just being bad at this, uh, Corblimey, flee, flee for your no. That went southern, kind of. I don't know what that was actually. Let's just go with it. Uh, flee, flee for your lives. He lives. The Colossus lives. I don't know where that was, but <laughs> that, that's where we are now. You made a choice and you stuck with it. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna applaud, <laughs> applaud you. Um, now, am I going to call you back for the next uh, audition? I'll have my people call yours. Um, uh, I wouldn't, but, but you know, <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you know between now and never. Great, great. But, uh, but yeah, this is this is a pretty early tales of suspense, so you know that there's going to be some weird uh, logic to it. Uh, also, uh, there is a second story because tales of suspense had a uh, two, two to four stories depending on. Depending on the era, um, and it had I am Gorak, and I don't know who Gorak is. Who's mm. Gorak? Who's Gorak? Come on, I, tell me who I Gorak don't know. is. No, you should tell me who Gorak is. According to this, um, as Goraks within the Gorak plane roll the gym drop table one hundred percent of the time, it's the best of the monsters to kill for the shield left half with a drop rate of around. I just read the first thing that popped up. And okay, say, this is this scape. is like <laughs> Rootscape. <laughs> this is before people told Stanley he couldn't make words anymore. Because I'm looking at the like lineup of uh, this was issue 14, 15 through twenty one is Goom, Matalo, Gugam, Craw, uh, the Green Thing, Colossus again, and then Clag. I mean, really, I think those are those are all things I would name a gnome and or a dwarf. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I named I'm pretty sure I named a gnome uh goom before. So God. you know Stanley really used to just like have a seizure and whatever came out of that was what they named the things, huh? I mean I mean it's not bad. <laughs> I, I mean I don't hate it. These are classic monsters. I love them. Yeah, that classic monster Googam, you know, Googam. <laughs> Gugam, pretty good. I love Gugam. Gugam, one hundred percent. What up behind? Would vote for him. So, yeah, and he died in um, in LA. His, he died. Well, well, well. He first appeared. Sorry, he first appeared in Tells the Spence issue number fourteen, and he final appearance was uh, Incredible Hulk two forty four. Hmm. And you got his origin story multiple times. So 14 oh, great. <laughs> and 20 and tells suspense and astonishing tales issue number 21. As a test of his loyalty to the Soviet state, sculptor Boris uh, Petrovsky was told to create a work that would commemor commemorate the achievements of the Soviet Union. In mockery of his task, uh, Petrovsky sculpted a hundred foot tall scat... Uh, Scapture, yes, that's it. Yeah, Petersky, um sculpted a hundred foot tall statue out of granite, and his a work that was fearsome in aspect, and one that would reflect Petrovsky's feeling towards his 
totalitarian rulers. Okay, so I'm sorry, we have to pick this apart now. Um, mm. We're we're what we're we're one paragraph, um, <laughs> but so he was told as a test of loyalty. Yep, to make a statue. Totally tracks. And he sculpted a hundred foot tall statue out of granite mm-hmm. because it was fearsome in aspect and reflected his feelings towards his rulers. Like, just make like a, just make like a simple statue of like linen or something. Like, that's all you have to do. Yeah, dog. This is also like 1961, so like they just formed. The USSR, like, they, we haven't gotten to, like, the crazy paranoia half of the USSR yet. Yeah, so, like, I, I don't know, man. Seems like I, they were probably pretty chill at this point. And this is before the famines and all of all of that. Yeah, like, just, like, just make, think, like, a big... I don't know. <laughs> make, like, a statue of, like, a strong boy with a hammer, hammer like, and sickle. Like, you don't have to make a hundred foot tall grand statue, boy. Like... But it reflects his feelings toward his totalitarian rulers. You make it shitty, then. You think it, it's just like, oh, I hate this. So I'm gonna make it shitty. He should have made a statue version of that poster that of the extremely jacked Lenin, uh, naked, who's sma- who's smashing the buildings of the oligarchy with a sledgehammer. Oh, that would be great. I cannot find that image for the life of any. I can't find that image anymore. First of all, which deeply depresses me, but also I could never find that image in poster size because I wanted to print it out as a poster, and it, that devastated me. I would give anything to have extremely jacked, naked Lenin smashing the oligarchy with a literal set sledgehammer hanging on my wall. So what I think that I desperately want is um, during it was or during the early. 1900 or so there was basically like a squirrel infestation in in california Mm. and they literally were just like hey kids we'll give you like a we'll give you like a nickel per us uh squirrel tail Mm. you get us and like there's this whole like propaganda that looks like it's just like world war ii propaganda against the nazis but for squirrels and there's posters that exist and i can't find one that i could buy (laughs) <laughs> it's so annoying. I what? Even though I love squirrels, I love squirrels. Mm-hmm. Squirrels are my friends. I, sure. I identify with them. My goal is to make a squirrel friend, mm. um, like this year. But I still love those posters, and I need them like real bad. But yeah, okay. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, on the night before party officials were to come to inspect the artist's work, Petrovsky witnessed the crashing of a spaceship not too far away from a studio. Outside of Moscow, curious, Petrovsky rushed to the uh, uh, landing site and uh, was horrified to see a crab-like creature climbing from the wreckage. Terrified, he ran to a studio, but was followed by the st- spacefarer, nice. a member of the Kriegers or Kiegers. Ke- Crab time. Ooh, that's out. This is this is a real rough word. It's out racist. <laughs> K- Kiegers, yeah, it's Kiegers. Oh, that found that, that that sounds like a slur. It feels like a slur by mouth. <laughs> like you know, like one of those words that isn't racist. Hey, Kigor, what are you doing around here? It just feels it feels bad. It feels think really a, bad. Think a Kigor like you can come and sit down in this restaurant, and have a meal. Oh God, you're saying it with just enough like unjustified rage. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, Petrovsky soon learned that the Kigor <laughs> uh, uh, had no interest in him, but was seeking the uh, means of protection in Earth's alien atmosphere, uh, spying Petrovsky's 100-foot-tall statue, which became known as the Colossus. The Kigor initiated a mind transfer into the statue. Hmm. No, wait, 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 wait. We gotta, we gotta finish this one sentence, then we okay. have to discuss that. Okay. So his statue became a moving, living colossus as the statue, as the alien somehow brought the statue to life. Now, <laughs> Daniel. Yeah? This is a second paragraph. I just wanted to tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) How do you do a mind transfer when there's no mind to transfer into? I mean, the same way you animate a statue that doesn't have joints. You know what? This is sounding a lot like a bunch of Kigor propaganda. (laughs) I don't think this dirty Kigor managed that at all. That sounds impossible. Kigors are always lying. You know what I like? I like that the Colossus was just a gigantic, uh, nearly naked man with no facial structure. Yeah, why did he sculpt the Speedo onto his big statue, man? Why didn't you just- Why did he do that? To, you didn't have to make- you didn't have to make a donger no. on it. I mean, it's representational, obviously. Yeah, I'm, but like, there's like, you know, the Catholic Church has been putting things in front of dongers for centuries. There's but precedent a- for like a nice fig leaf, something tasteful. You could have his. You could have his hands holding a hammer and sickle, like right yeah. over his junk. Sure, yeah. You know, uh, really anything but this like bad speedo you've sculpted. Why did you do that? Oh, because that's how he feels about his totalitarian rulers. Yeah, because he feels like he feels like his totalitarian rulers doesn't let his donker out enough. <laughs> like there should be a rule where he could just whip his he's dick saying out. Lenin wears tidy whities <laughs> That's his subversive political message. When the officials arrive, they believe that the Colossus be part of an attempt of Petrovsky to take over the nation? Who is this <laughs> dude that you were like, oh yeah, he probably made a living statue. Is it the warlock Petrovsky? <laughs> the, <laughs> uh, the Soviet army was called out to defeat the creature. Despite uh, direct and repeated attacks, the Colossus was not destroyed. In retaliation, the Kigor used the Colossus' body to rampage through Moscow. The city might have been completely destroyed if it was not for the timely arrival of a rescue party uh, from the alien's world. The Kigor was removed, uh, removed his consciousness from the Colossus and returned to his home uh, planet. Lifeless again, the Colossus was eventually used for a traditional purpose as a means of propaganda. <laughs> That's right. We're so powerful. We destroy our own cities. They proudly display what did it. Hey, dark warlock Petrovsky. I'm not. T- I'm on the fence about you. So, as a test of loyalty, make a statue, but it better not come to life using your blood magic. I'll be real upset. <laughs> oh, I wish that was the end, but it's not. Yeah, we haven't this, even this- gone to to rob Bob or whoever in Los Angeles. This dude fights the Hulk at one point. Great. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I just wanted to know, like, how 
Okay, so you're a Soviet. You're a Soviet party leader. Mm-hmm. You tell you tell this poor artist to be like, "Hey, make us something and make it Excuse good." Me. <laughs> artist slash warlock. <laughs> well, obviously, because like, how? I mean, if it, okay, so if he told the truth, it'd be like, "Well, there's this crab alien, and it put his mind to that thing." It's not better than than thinking he's a warlock. I no, think. I would probably just say you're you're a real. Oh shoot, what was the alien's name? The the Krieger, Kigor, Kigor, Kigor. You're a real Kigor. Uh, and telling lies. <laughs> God. Okay. <sighs> okay. So uh, let's. We're eventually going to get to Bob. Okay. Bob O'Brien. I have faith. Which, if you put a put as a acronym it's, it's also bob a, yeah yep like yeah it would be i don't know do you do you do the o and the b separate because it's bob hyphen o'brien you can i think i don't know i don't care enough no <clears throat> uh so later the soviet uh government chose to send the colossus to the united states where it was displayed at international exposition oh that's nice of them Upon I arrival guess. to LA, uh, to LA, however, a warlike contingent of Kigors <laughs> used the psionic, uh, using the psionic kinetic nervous system left behind in the statue by the first alien, placed their consciousness into the statue. All of them, like a Meet Dave situation. I mean, it said there, and unless. Unless they're talking about a non-binary one, I think it might be all of them. <laughs> all right, we're we're in a Meet Dave slash Power Rangers scenario. Yeah, and then they they took the they then they just like caused it to rampage through the city. Uh, the U.S. Army proved helpless against the Colossus, as the Soviet Army had been. Oh, this doesn't feel patriotic. I feel like Stanley should have been drugged <laughs> out and tried for sedation. <laughs> <laughs> sedition, not sedation. He should have been tried for sedation after sedition. <laughs> sedation is what he would do when he popped all those tranquilizers to come up with those fun names. Only a daring, uh, only a daring plan on the part of Bob O'Brien, a special effects <laughs> designer in the employ of the Delonzi Studio, saved Southern California from destruction. I feel like you should uh, thank Bob O'Brien, honestly. I don't think I will. I think you should. Um, O'Brien tricked the aliens into transferring their minds into yet another construction. Okay, this how? Giant, okay, well, I'm about to say. Alright. <laughs> this this giant was actually booby-trapped, a booby-trapped uh, prop that O'Brien created. Once the alien transferred into the trap, O'Brien transferred I mean, detonated hidden explosives annihilating the Kriegers. The Colossus remained on the ground of the studio where the aliens had abandoned it. And it was because it was too huge to remove. To remove. <laughs> they were just like, okay, I guess this is a problem we have to work around. Uh, this sucks. <laughs> this really Like, that was my par- parking spot for, like, years. <laughs> um... And I don't know if you notice, there's no parking spaces around here. Yeah, in California? Oh, no. Not at all. So, uh, O'Brien was injured uh, 
and was confined to a wheelchair, embittered by his condition. O'Brien buried himself in his work, alienating his friends and his co-workers. Only, uh, only the Colossus retained any interest to O'Brien, for it was him a symbol of what a man could do against incredible odds. It was also a reminder that of the only time in his life that O'Brien could truly say he was a hero. While he was working late one night, crap, I am- <laughs> <laughs> He saw a terrible fright. <laughs> it's just every single time it's just like working in something late one night it's just, I always just like just the monster mash always pops it's in my the head mash. the monster mash <laughs> the uh, mash um it was a graveyard <laughs> smash but he was working on some special effects for the hit television program Star Lords oh I see uh, O'Brien accidentally witnessed the attempt of the hijacking of the Colossus by a band of men using advanced scientific uh, equipment. The sight of them outraged O'Brien in a manner that can never completely be explained. The sudden rush of intense emotion somehow caused a mind transfer <laughs> between cool. O'Brien and the Colossus. <laughs> the aliens, uh, as the aliens had before, O'Brien now found himself in control a fully animated stone giant. Now, I, I want to back up to the part where this Daniel, is off. Daniel? Yeah. Daniel. Yeah. Have you ever been so bad you projected your consciousness into a giant statue? I can't I can't say that I have. I I do want to I do want to back up to the part where this is a 100 foot tall solid granite statue that certainly weighs a couple hundred tons. And these people are going to steal it. To where are you gonna fence that? With with okay, first off, Cam, someone someone wants it, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. It, you know they had advanced they had advanced scientific equipment. Yeah. Maybe they could make it mm-hmm. small, right? Maybe they had to pin particles. Mm-hmm. No, they make it small, then they make big. Mm. But if you had some pin particles, you could just make a new one by sculpting a small one and then yeah, make it big. Man, you ever think about how that dude could have ended world hunger? Uh, yeah, he could have. But you know and, what? And he's like also waste. He's... This actually, that was the plot of a Captain Underpants book. Never mind. Like, I mean, superheroes are the defenders of the status quo. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's yeah, it's whatever. As much as I love superheroes, I can't be a leftist and not say that. Yeah. <laughs> but, Especially with Pym, dude. Pym's the worst. No, P- no Pym. Pym is the worst. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of, I don't know. He's not the worst, really. He's just—he's a guy who got so angry he transferred his mind into a, to a. I want to get that angry. <laughs> like you know how great that would be. To just there's, astral there's project. A, there, there's a there's a statue of Louis the Fourteenth. Oh, fun! Uh, down like outside of one of their historic buildings. I want to get so angry one day that I turned into that dude. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah. So, since O'Brien was unused to utilizing such a huge body, the Colossus was easily defeated by attack of nerve gas. Now, come again? Well, well, there's there's a thing. Although it's unclear how this could have been used to adversely affect the statue. Okay, but, that was uh, definitely after the fact. Some people wrote in and they were like, oh, crap. Yeah. O'Brien's mind was forced back into his own body and the Colossus was taken to the undersea layer of Dr. Vault? 
Who's this Dr. Vault? I want to know who this Dr. Vault is. Oh, you know, Dr. Vault. Yeah, he came after Dr. Surge. People were a little <laughs> bit, like, you know, disappointed, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> He's no Dr. Cold Red, is all I'll say. <laughs> uh, a scientific genius who suffered a severe emotional breakdown after learning that he suffered from a terminal nerve disorder. Uh, Vault stopped to prevent his death by transferring his mind into the Colossus. Uh, permanently, realizing that uh, the inefficiencies of maintaining the vo- uh, Colossus at its full 100 feet, he used matter condensing ray to reduce it to the size of 30 feet. <laughs> so, yeah. so really, if you think about it, he did Pym particles before. Right, Pym did. What's Pym even doing out here? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Being being awful. Well, recently he was uh, combined with his son Ultron. Yep, that's comics. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep, and 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 that, and he was just like, "Well, why don't we make everyone robot humans?" Yeah, hang on. Then, oh, I I just I hang on. Boop boop boop. Hello. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I just heard back from uh from the agency. That's certified one hundred percent comics. <laughs> yep. Uh, the fact that it did not phase me when I saw it multiple times means that I I know my <laughs> comics. Uh, so, um, but yeah, he did, he made, he made, uh, big boy into smaller boy, but still really big boy. Yeah, I don't know, what, why 30 feet, like? I mean, so it's still big, but, like, not so big. So I can just be, like, inconveniently in the way instead of, like, a kaiju? Well, like, really, if you think about it, it's like a moving building. Yeah, that's like super inconvenient for no, everyone. No, no. Okay, still. okay, okay. Is it more? Con- okay, is it as convenient as a skyscraper? No. I mean, I feel like there's a certain gravitas when you're that big. When you're just thirty feet, you're like just in the way. Well, when you're thirty feet, you're as big as giant man at maximum height. I see. Sometimes up to sixty, but that puts a lot of strength. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, so before Vault could transfer his consciousness into it, O'Brien succeeded in locating the statue mentally and transferred his mind back into the Colossus. Yeah, dude. Uh, its form was easy, uh, in, the, in its form, he easily defeated Vault's minions, and I was gonna say he easily defeated the person with nerve damage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of, uh, people with physical disabilities being really mad about it in this one, huh? Yeah. That's, like, real bad. Yeah. And we get to the part where he dies so I can move on from this miserable gray man. (laughs) I mean, there's still a decent amount left. Oh, no. (laughs) Come on. Uh, The statue when animated by uh, O'Brien was called It the Living Colossus. Using Colossus, uh, the Colossus form, he thwarted several attempts by Vault to ascon with the statue. Perhaps O'Brien's greatest achievement was halting the invasion of Earth by the gargoyle-like angels of Stonus V, <laughs> led by mm-hmm, the Predator. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> the world, uh, the world's dictator. In thwarting the invasion, the Colossus was aided by Fing Fang Foom, the ancient Chinese dragon, which yep. may, which may have been the Midgard serpent. Oh, and I see. And illusionary guys. That's a place to put it after doing both Fing Fang Foom and the Midgard Serpent. That was not mentioned. 
at like, all. Yeah, dude. No rules, just riot. This is Stan Lee's Imaginarium. <laughs> so, shortly after the feat of Granitor, I love that name. <laughs> Granitor is a great name for a gargoyle. Um, the Living Colossus, uh, well, his, O'Brien gave up his career as the Living Colossus devoted his time to rehabilitation, rehabilitating his crippled legs. He had the Colossus in vaults abandoned under sea headquarters. And in a, mu- a matter of months, he had regained use of his legs. O'Brien, wow, so that didn't take very long at all. This dude was just like, what, lazy? I think he was just lazy with his... Like, I don't want... Okay, so first off, I'm not calling anyone out for, you know, taking a long time for physical rehabilitation. But it if does, it took a few months... Yeah, it does sound like his, his PT was like, hey, dog, you just need to do these muscle exercises. And he was like, I hate being in this wheelchair so much. Like, society is unfair. Like, like that sounds like he just needed to do leg strengthening. Like, after yeah. a broken leg. Yeah, they made it sound much worse than it was, I guess. But also, also, I think they skipped over the part where he just has access to an undersea base now. Why does he just become a villain? <laughs> That's what yeah. I would do if I had an undersea base. Uh, he then married uh, the TV star Diane Cumming, who was prepared... It was prepared to never mind transfer again. It was after witnessing the attack on attack of the Hulk on man's. Okay, this is a this is a typo. Uh, You know how there's a famous Chinese theater in in L.A. Well, apparently Uh, it's the Chinese theater in the Marvel. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That O'Brien attended uh, like amended his decision. Uh, fearful that the Hulk would go on a rampage and injure dozens of innocent bystanders, O'Brien would once again become the living Colossus. However, Dr. Vault witnessing the return of the Colossus and utilizing an advanced psionic device boosted his mental power. It succeeded I, thought, trans- I thought Dr. Vault was, like, <laughs> supposed to die in a few months. Well, <sighs> shut up. Uh, <laughs> boosts- someone else was exaggerating how bad their life was, too. Uh, his his mental he boosted his mental powers and transferred his consciousness into it. Hmm. Right. As you do. Brian, after months of not projecting his mind into the statue, used uh, was no longer used to the draining effects. Thus, his bo- mind was like forced back into um, his own body by Vault's attack. Finally, in full control of it. Vault decided to demonstrate what he believed to be the statue's invulnerability by attacking the Hulk, despite the uh, statue's great strength. However, it did not match the power of the Hulk. Within minutes, the enraged behemoth had reduced the statue to dust. With yep. no artificial body left to contain his mind, Vault's consciousness transferred back to the human body. Vault discovered that the mind transferal had accelerated the progression of his nerve disorder to an incredible rate. And he died within minutes. Uh, and then he just died as well. <laughs> this sucks, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, this is the worst. So, I, so like, O'Brien didn't die. That's good. I, but I it, guess. But his, but his big boy statue did. So, um, what, what, do, you, <laughs> what do you think about this? <laughs> Oh, man, I, I love talking about stuff from the 60s. It's always, like, weird. 
Zero out of ten to bring back the Blood Warlock. He was cool. So, so this was a Russian statue that a blood that that a, a alien put his mind into, and somehow made it like walk. Hmm. And and the yeah. the Russian government was like, "Hey, man, that checks out." Yeah. And then they sent it to America, and then this dude got so angry that he transferred his mind into it. Yep. Uh, a couple times. And Some nerve gas a- was involved. Yeah. Like, this is this is bonkers, and I kind of want to see it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I want to see it portrayed in something. So. Yeah, it's uh, phase four of the MCU. So, uh, Dan. Yes. Are they still still dead? dead? Is he still dead? God, I hope so. Oh, no, he isn't. Oh, man. So, so yeah, apparently at some point uh, he meets Deadpool, and that's it. Uh, That's all I have on it. Oh, okay. But it looks like he's 100 feet in this one instead of 30. What? Fun. That's all I have. Great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What? Uh, what do you have to plug? Actually, no. He was in. He was in Monsters Unleashed as well, which was an all ages book about a kid who uh, who could um, manifest monsters that he drew. Mm. Um, and he had like a connection with like a lot of the Marvel like monsters from like this era. I see. Yeah. What do you have to plug? Uh, I do a couple of podcasts. One with Jesse called Into the Radlands, so Into the Badlands rewatch podcast. If you like martial arts and hot people, be sure to check out both that show and our podcast. Yep, uh, the hot people is on the show. Yes, um, we're, we're we're we we talk about the hot people <laughs> mostly me because I'm like real horny like all the time on me. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I also do Audiomorphs, which is an Animorphs audiobook podcast. Uh, Scholastic has apparently started doing audiobooks for real for the Animorphs, but if you don't feel like paying $11 for an audiobook uh, that's about thirty or three hours long or, you know, 60 pages, uh, be sure to check out my stuff, which is free. And you can find all of that at theapodcalypse.com. That's like Apocalypse, but there's a D right in there after the O, like podcast. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Alphabet Flight. I hope this nope. is this one. <laughs> no, but you don't. I do. I do another podcast called uh, Peepy Critters, where I talk about uh, monsters and uh, sometimes like angels and demons and stuff like that. Because it's 2020, and I'm going to take care of my mental health and get weird and inscrutable. Uh, and I'm also do a podcast called Limited Theories, where I talk about limited Marvel, mostly Marvel series. With my friend Rob, uh, this has been Alphabet Flight and Justice is Served. Bye. There's a new one. Bye.